Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Bye, darling. Bye, darling. <laughs> that should be the start of all <laughs> podcast now. Bye, darling. With Paul Tolkinson and Rob Deering. And we're off. It's commentary. It's really, really beautiful. Mid-July. Yes. It's one of those days where you just want to run for quite a long time. So we've sort of decided that we're going to, because it's also Rob's first day of marathon training. It's run. official this training. Is how you describe so it. Long-term listeners will remember right at the beginning of the year, we kind of reviewed the year ahead and on a 10-miler down to Limehouse Basin. We just this minute decided to repeat it, haven't we, Paul? Let's do it. It's going to be great. But it'll be different, of course. Yeah. Because we're, we're different. Times and change. And the weather's different. Times People change. People change. You know, there's a female doctor now. Changes everything. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I saw that. was a surprise, though, wasn't it? In terms of not necessarily the femaleness, but her. Yeah, just... But yeah, she yeah. is fantastic, isn't she? Yes. Yeah, she's they just she's so good in Broadchurch. That's right. She? I think that's the double, isn't it? They've said, well, the big... You know, the news is that it's a woman. And what we just need is a really good... Um, actor with really good uh, charisma, you know. Yes, because she was, she stood out in Broadchurch, yeah, and so they were all really good in Broadchurch. Yeah, anyone who you know? saw that and thought she's absolutely brilliant, but it's yeah. the, she's the opposite of Peter Capaldi. She doesn't bring any kind of uh, historical baggage. As no, before. no. See, the main thing for me is I just can't stand up to who get bored when people talk about it. Uh, as a person who likes and talks about Star Wars, Harry Potter. Yes, it's sort of your territory, isn't it? Exactly, so, and I'd be a hypocrite if I moaned, but there we are. It's good. There has been a a fair bit of Twitter chatter. Yeah, I mean, there's an echo chamber factor. I've only heard people uh, moaning about people moaning about it. I haven't heard people actually moaning about it. People actually moaning, yeah. But obviously people are. I always find it amazing. I think it's uh, ultimately testament to the... Testament is the wrong word, but it's a symptom of the internet age. That emblematic. Emblematic, that's a good yes. word. That's an excellent word. Why not? Hey, should we go on the sunny side of the street? Like it. We've just gone off down. Let's there. go on the sunny side of the street. Just direct your run feet over on the way. Across the road in front of that van. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we tried to get to the sunny side, but we got run over on the Blat. way. I wanted to be <laughs> on the sunny side. Sorry, mate. So, yeah, so we're running down from Newington Green down towards 
De Beauvoir town. And, uh, De Beauvoir. yeah, like, the men, like, obviously, that level of misogyny is despicable, you know, I'll never watch it again. But the thing I can't get my head around is the way these guys think that they're kind of within their rights to express that. They're not even slightly ashamed. You're kind of expecting everyone to come round. Yes. To their point of view. I think it's... I talked about it with my wife this morning. She's saying it's that thing of... I think the people who hate in whatever way they hate, whatever form bigotry takes, people tend to think... Bigots tend to think that uh, um, the people who don't agree with them are faking it. And yes. sooner or later, they'll let their subconscious express itself, and it will agree. You know, like uh, Jeremy Clarkson singing a racist song. Yes. Anyone yeah. who was tired would just sing a racist song. You know, and I'd like to clarify this point, that I would never be tired enough to sing a racist song. There, there is some... Uh, it's, it's a little bit... It's hard for me to relate to, because I'm not that... Into, I've never really been that into Doctor Who. But yeah. they feel in some way that... The, the story, the I don't know, the integrity of the story has been compromised. I mean, it yeah. seems faintly ridiculous, but I don't necessarily think they're all bigots because some of them are quite soft, kind of nerdy edge, aren't they? No, no, I mean people going out and saying just angry hate. Yes, yes. You know, just I mean more. But you do have that kind of nuanced argument of like you know, it's sort of violating the, as you say, something I don't quite understand. Yeah, absolutely. But. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. I think step away from Doctor Who. I mean, it's interesting, Toby Haydock. Uh, comedian friend who's deeply steeped in Doctor Who oh, he, yes, gave a very kind it. of even-handed uh, response. But equally, you know, I was talking to a friend who had had a bad experience with a Haiti man on the dating site at the weekend. Yeah. It's just amazing how deeply, and I was thinking specifically of some sort of quoted tweets on Doctor Who, just these men, just so much hate, yes, you know, yeah. pouring off them. Yes. Really, yeah. you, like you say, it's not really to do with Doctor Who. It's, that's a little trigger yes. for, yeah, yeah. for certain people. They're just, some people are just angry at me. Good, here's a chance for me to hate. <laughs> anyway, it's the most beautiful day. It's ridiculous, yeah. yeah. So we're going to go straight down here. We went across another road there without really breaking stride. I don't remember looking left or right. Impervious to traffic today. <laughs> it's one of those. That was the last thing he said. <laughs> I'd like someone to pick up. A, uh, a running commentary uh, any one of our previous podcasts and kind of animate us travelling through the world and you know little explosions behind us and all the crashes <laughs> all the stuff that goes on without us screaming so what did you what happened over the weekend what, what were you well I uh, performed right here in London at the uh, boat show on the Tetzel Castle nice like it yeah. it was great fun actually so it's just I never tire of going down to the uh, by the river, it's beautiful down there. And I had some time between shows. I drove in from a show on Saturday afternoon in the countryside and parked in central London, parked just behind the back door of the Savoy. There's something that still retains the ability to excite, isn't it, going into town to do some gigs? Yeah, yeah. Because I spent the weekend... It, even for you, you've been gigging since, you know? Yeah, 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 I've been gigging since uh, sort of 1860s. 19, yeah, yeah. They, had, they didn't really have street lighting when I started gigging. No, that's right, you used to... This, sorry, there's so much smog tonight, isn't yeah, there, gentlemen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Gigs cancelled tonight, black death. Sorry. <laughs> but I, um... <laughs> I did, uh... Top secret. Hackney carriage for the yeah. comedian. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I did top secret, which is a nice gig off the back of Comp Garden. Gosh. And, and I, I know you're not allowed to say. 
and just it was just nice zipping around town doing gigs. Yeah, yeah. It just felt really good. Good people, you know, get those zingy people because they feel the same way. People in the audience like, we're out in the town. You feel part of some sort of, but for a comic, when you do those, those little gigs in town, you do feel part of a sort of scene still, don't you? Oh, yeah, exactly. Some kind of bubbly London comedy scene. Well, it is like it's a secret, nice. even though it isn't a secret. It's like a kind of a, a little club. This is us going under the... Dad must not run into this woman with the baby. Just going to get a selfie there. Could have been a selfie of me running slap bang into a newborn child. You're so pregnant, yeah. That wouldn't have been good. I'm not pregnant. It wasn't pregnant, it was out. It was out. The baby was outside. That's no longer pregnant when you're carrying the baby. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor. And uh, I didn't actually run on Saturday or Sunday. I was sort of looking after the kids because my good lady wife was at Latitude. Yeah. Enjoying herself there. I was going to go to Latitude, but it all went sideways. Here's <laughs> 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 oh, a joke there for you. It obviously looks like a good festival. Sorry. I used to love it. They They've got Waitrose on site there. You know, the best thing about Latitude <laughs> is that it's half a mile from my aunt and uncle-in-law's house. All right, okay. We got rained off at Latitude once and packed up our tent on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And left Latitude at about midday. And by half twelve... We were in a cottage oh, with a nice. glass of wine in hand. That's cheese nice board out in yeah. front of a roaring fire. That's lovely. That's the kind of safety net you want when you go to the yeah. festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <totally>. <laughs> <laughs> so my little lad went, oh, Rudy with his mates. Yeah. Ostensibly with his mum and his mates. Yeah. And then the second they arrived, just ditched the mum. Never saw him Chipped again. off with his mates to... To camp, you know, about half a mile away from his mum. Yeah, yeah. Never saw again. Got a phone call from Casualty. Oh. He'd flipped his, uh, he just uh, his foot flip, flipping off a table. Ooh. You know, because he's always flipping and tripping. Yeah, yeah, he's, and a, he's a mover. Windmilling and. He's somewhere between breakdancing and parkour. Yes. That's where he operates. So, yeah. He's so excited. Like, like us. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, watch this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's pure parkour. For us, parkour is getting watch up a curb, isn't it? Here, look, take a photo of this. Yeah. When I'm in the air, when I'm in the air. Well, yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. Did you That's get it? That's a great parkour shot, yeah. Did you get it? Fantastic. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's like the beginning of Casino Royale. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So is he okay? Any damage? Well, well, he's not home yet. Oh, dear. So he spent the first day sort of following them all around and getting a bit depressed and his foot hurt. Yep. Then a mate arrived with some crutches, which is great. Great. So the crutches helped him. Yeah, yeah. And now he's still there. Medical I mean, attention we, would have helped even yeah. more. Well, I mean, they suggested we take him to hospital, but understandably, Rachel didn't want to miss the festival. Yeah, yeah. So you can see that. Yeah, no. So... He was fine. He didn't want to go anywhere anyway. He was just yep, yep. happy hopping along in extreme pain with his hoppity, hoppity. probably broken foot. You know, and it's nice if you don't get medical attention. You get to carry a little bit of pain around with you forever. And it's a yeah. nice reminder. And you get all that attention. Yeah, yeah. We're just getting to the uh, corner of Southgate Road and Bering Street with the rosemary branches. We're going to get down so on we're the getting canal, on the canal and turn left. Did a comically bad gig in Windsor. On Friday. Oh, yeah. Why was it so bad? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh sorry, mate. It's coming in. The signalling left. It was his fault. No, it's... Mm, yeah. It was. 
Windsor's a tough gig anyway. It, have it you is. played that weird gig in Windsor? Windsor. Door down to the canal. There he goes. Yeah, oh, I have. Oh, yeah. It's a funny one. Oh, yeah. oh, police frogman. Something's up there. I hope there's nothing bad. It's quite exciting. Something's up there. That's where parkour goes wrong. Hey. hey. Trawling for, trawling for something. Yeah, something. I hope. That, I mean, I, I was really quite gleeful at the sight of those guys, and then I realised that they might well be looking for a corpse. Let's Absolutely, keep, yeah. Let's, uh, not, let's yeah. keep the joy on the downline. Yeah. So, um, Windsor, terrible gig. Come on. Yeah, Windsor. It's a comp place called Fuzzy Bear Comedy. Yeah, ironically. And it's just full of parties who don't particularly want to be there. No, Just uh, a really, really monstrously tough gig and always angry, has been whenever I played it. A bit angry. Angry, money, posh geezer. Angry guys in shirts. It's something to prove. No, but to be, to be fair, they sort of want to have a good time. But they're sort of the resting face when they look at you is a kind of idiotic rage yeah, yeah. that you ventured on their territory to try and entertain them. I like that it's you quite got, to, it's quite you got to their faces of idiotic rage, not far from to be fair, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. to be fair. But then, uh, listen, th- th- this is how the gig went. Yeah. The biggest cheer when I w- was on stage, it was in a, uh, it was in this sort of like railway tunnel, but sort of so. inside. In this weather, look, you can see the bottom of the canal. I don't think they need a frogman. They should have just stood on the edge. So, yeah, the biggest cheer when you were on stage. Because it was very hot. Yeah. was when they turned the fans back on. <laughs> the crowd went wild. Yeah. So, it was that kind of gig. Everyone was battling against the fact they were just really, really hot. Yeah. Not understanding each other. Yeah. And then I went on to do the banana cabaret, and that was fantastic. So, that's a great thing, isn't it? Classic, legendary. I like the move from Top Secret in Covent Garden, which is... Very cool and recent, and the banana in Ballon, which is old school, it's been there forever. Yes, yeah. But both both great gigs. Catching yeah. the spirit of what you want from stand up in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Top Secret is one of those places where they've got two gigs in the same building. Wow. Which is what you want, isn't Ooh. it? That, that doesn't happen very often. No, it's not these days. <laughs> not these days. So, so, this is the first day of your. Uh, Talk me through it, where you yeah, are. Yeah, well, what I did was, you you know, there's no, technically no major surprises, but at the end of last week, I thought, bite the bullet, partly because I wanted to commit to the rest of my year. Yes, yeah. Partly because I'd had a couple of weeks. In the long game, it's been quite good, because it was kind of like a holiday. Yeah. Lots and lots of beer drinking. I probably put on a few pounds. Yeah. I haven't done it in my exercises, but what I did do was actually cover loads of miles. Right. Um, but, um... What running miles? Yeah, cool. And if you add in the walking miles, yeah. really loads of miles. Yeah. But nevertheless, it was still like a time off. And then at the end of last week, I thought, well, I'm going to commit to this, and I pressed the button on all my runs. So now I'm officially doing the Great North Run. Brilliant. And yep. the Yorkshire Marathon. Yeah. And, and New, New York, York Marathon. And uh, New York is 16 weeks from yesterday. Right. Uh, and Yorkshire, which one? Twelve. Which one's your target? Well, I think... You know, have you got a target? I want your opinion on this, but I think I'm fit enough to train for a strong Yorkshire. Right. So that's 12 weeks from now. Yes. We're hitting the uh, Great North Run as the the kind of... The kind of pre-race. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a lot to do, but that's the fun thing right now is I've been going through my diary, working out what runs... What runs you can do, do where? Yeah. Now and then. It was very much to do with my 
life rather than my running life, you know. I just thought if I commit to these, yeah, they'll give me a plan. Of course, yeah. And that'll give me a way to become fitter and eat shape lose things, a couple of pounds it? and drink yeah. less. Yeah. That's gonna help with everything else in my Whoa, life. Sorry. So uh yes it feels good. And uh it's all exciting stuff. They're all different, you know. As our friend at the Ultramarathon said, no, oh, go ahead. And then people in America said, hey, first of all, I have to fill out Michael J. Michael J. Fox's fundraising page. Yeah, yeah. Great, and the Great <laughs> yeah. North Run was different again, you know. So it was uh, quite exciting. Well, New, York, New York's going to be amazing and new, yeah. isn't it? Fantastic. So good. And the Great North. But you've got three good experiences there. So, yeah, so now... I'm actually... And then you're just going to run New York to experience it. Yeah, exactly. I just want to be there. Do I the mean, five boroughs. It's going to be great. Planning to be there for, you know, like a couple of weeks with the family and do some gigs and stuff. And yeah. it's going to work now. I'll probably go there on the Thursday, do the marathon on the Sunday. Yeah. And come home on the Monday. Right. So we'll uh, take for a drink on Tuesday. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Do me carb loading on Tuesday. So, yeah, I want to... Just get round. Yeah. Be a month after York, which I want to... So you can float in the month between, sort of. Yeah, exactly. I say float. So uh, well, I'm going to run hard in York. I think when a month or two from now, we'll have to assess what my um, gold, silver and bronze targets will be yes. on that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, that's, uh, so what's the longest you've run since the last big long run? I mean, we did one of over two hours the other week, didn't we? Yeah, that must have been about probably about a half marathon, maybe a little Which less. Which really made me uh, did eleven the other day. I love those really long, slow ones. Though. They make me feel stri- a lot stronger for the short, quick ones. Yeah, that's it's right. Something about the way that you use your body. I think short over that length of time. I've really assessed. I mean, it's difficult for me because I know I'm always looking for an excuse not to do a park run. Yeah. Because of when it is. Yeah. But I was about to do one on Saturday. And I thought, if you want to start mileage training on Monday, you don't want to do a 5k at speed on Saturday because you're going to feel it all week. You know, I'll do one in the week or two. Right. But like you say, I just think the fast running, you really know you've been doing it. Yeah. Whereas the mile loading... You kind of, even when you know you've been doing it, it's more kind of a dull yes. you can yeah, 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 yeah. rather than a topical wang. But it, gives, but it gives you strength for the short fast stuff as well. Oh, give me strength. It does. It, it does. does. It does. So, yeah, I'm really feeling good. I'm feeling very uh, keen to mix it up. That's I want to get lots of miles in. Yeah. But also because it's quite a short... You know, I can see all those weeks. Yes, yeah. I get the miles up and pull them back down again in quite a quick succession, you know what I mean? So, so you basically just long, long run every week, increasing by a couple of miles for the next sort of six, eight weeks or so. Exactly. Yeah. And then by the time we get to the Great North Run in eight weeks, yeah, I'll be winding back down again. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm going to think about getting all my exercises back in. Right. And uh, what I'm going to eat... And drink much, much less alcohol. Right. Uh, no beer. How did, how did that go over the weekend? Because I'm coming off a bit of a bit of a Sunday. Well, I was pretty good because I uh, I managed to get rid of all the beer and vodka in the house. How did you do that? I Rob? drank it. I drank it. Really? Yeah. Good way of getting rid of that. Yeah. That's when you know it's gone, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Because you know where it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've been doing quite... It's a real minor achievement, but been doing quite a good job of having a couple of drinks in the late afternoon early evening yeah. and then stopping 
Well, that's good. Yeah, that moment when you drink for the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, me and my wife have been stopping at that point. And actually... That's amazing. We drink water now till bedtime. Yeah. Wake up feeling like humans. That's, that's, that's good. But equally, this morning she said, right, so we're not drinking now if you're in training. I said, well, I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> never said not. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, it's just nice to think about all the kind of food and drink. You know, again, it gives shape to the thing. Yeah. And also learning from previous experiences. It was uh, uh, in Bath where I felt that food and drink was absolutely what was wrong with my right. fitness. That I was both kind of undernourished and overweight, you know. And that's the point of being vegan, really, is it's putting exactly the right stuff into your body, you know. Including, including food. enough food and protein and stuff yes, like that. Yeah. Like my old friend who thought, I eat lettuce. I'm morally sound. Yes. How come I'm weak? Yes, eat yes. a nut, for goodness sake, Need you donkey. Nuts. Nuts are good. Nuts. Oh, nuts. hey. Nuts. Cadbury take them and they cover them in chocolate. 10Ks in really in sort of yeah. two or three 10Ks late September, October yeah. and then I'll have a look and then probably just loads of cross countries up till Christmas. I just can't really afford to go away in New York and I just want to, I'm still feeling a bit, I'm, actually, I'm totally recovered from the marathon but I'm not quite psychologically ready to gear up for another one. Oh did you see, I saw you just over the finish line after your sub three. I saw that little a very small little snippet of me, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. It was a video that went round again that I didn't see at the time. Um, someone tagged us in on after the marathon. Yeah. Which was uh, showing us what the finish line looked like. It was actually quite interesting because he, <laughs> yeah. he set off. It was all blue, carrying a fairy wand. Fairy wand. Yeah. Didn't mention any of that. 
got the uh, camera off a friend with about a kilometre to go. And then ran on. I'm looking at it thinking, this is good. It's quite a narrow funnel. Everyone's really going stronger. And he said, I'm going to video this. I'm not going to worry about getting a good time. These last kilometres. I'm watching yeah. it thinking, I think you're... This doesn't look like the finish line does later in the day. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's running well. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then sure enough, gets to the line, comes in at about the 259, 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I don't know how many seconds you lost, but you still get yourself through, you know? Yeah. And then I thought, well, if that's the case, and sure enough, just on the other side of the next funnel, there's a glimpse of you. <laughs> yeah. About to get all shit away. Shaking hands with strangers. Quite right, too. Yeah. Because that was what the, our little VIP tent denied you, that yeah, yeah. moment of sharing it with everyone else. Yeah, it was, it was weird, but it was okay, though. But it just meant that that sort of sense of massive pleasure and babbling yeah. was focused on the girl who walked me to the VIP tent, yeah, yeah. which was full of, like... Elite Keenan athletes who A weren't <laughs> into it as a fun thing as you and B had finished for three quarters. Yeah, they'd finished ages ago. <laughs> and then loads of TV who co- of course didn't want to talk to me because why would you? You're just a bloke who's just beaten three hours, who cares? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So but it was nice to get a really nice massage. Yeah. I'm not gonna moan, but it was a funny it was a funny one because I just prefer greeting everyone who goes over the line and Yeah. You know. But I think I totally get where you're at. I mean I think we've talked about it already, but I think you've got there now you're physically over the marathon you achieve what you set out to achieve which although you made light of it was huge yeah yeah it felt so really so you big. really just need the time and space to think to have a think about what I want to do, do next, do next you know? but I'm, I'm focused on getting faster over 10k yeah which doesn't sound much but it's still going to be quite tricky yeah and if I can do that then I'll be in better shape for a marathon next year should I want to do it you know angry coop babies shouting at us as we come along the canal here Coot babies! Second clutch of coots of the year. I saw uh, some kind of fluffy diving baby duck Yeah. hanging out with... Oh, look at this fish. Oh, wow. Big fish. Big fish. We're going to need a bigger towpath. Big fish. That's a monster. Just get Robson... Robson Green down here. Hook that sod out. Maybe that's what that police diver's going to come up with. Look what I got. I got a massive one. Yeah. <laughs> Just fishing. Let's focus. Let's focus on the task. Got a big one. Five foot one. And it's a good time to train for marathon through the summer. Yeah. If you get days like this, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, some people don't like running in the heat. I think I'm down the middle. I think right. that, you know, I got from you that it's nice. And I think that, I just like, I like running in all conditions, you know. I think yeah. All the things you find easy are good on some days, and the things you find difficult are good on other days, you know. Yeah. It's nice, obviously nice to run in the flat, which is why it's so satisfying to run up a hill. It's beautiful to run in the sun. Which is so why it's so good bracing to run in the rain. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm just shaping my, I don't know. What I could achieve what, in terms of marathons, yeah, in terms of timings, of fitness, and everything, yeah. But it is a funny moment, isn't it, when you start counting the weeks? I mean, that was it. There was the emails from New York saying the training starts, yes, so does it? Oh, gosh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. All right, mate. 
but he but, is but, the, just <laughs> but it's good when you start as you say start training from a good base level of feeling yeah fairly fit fairly strong doing loads of running that's right and again i've even learned how to recognize that you know I remember my yeah. first marathon we were saying so how's the training going i should be training yeah and i was running you know. yes yeah that's the main bit of the training is the running and uh, and you're gonna sort of just be aware of your yeah. try and run a bit more whilst being aware of your legs and all that sort of yeah i mean i injury think that sort of thing without being foolish about it i think that uh, in recent times it's just slightly happier to make myself hurt a little bit more right because very much touch wood nothing's ever Oop. resolved to cut this wood into uh, injury you know I've always yeah. got hot aches and pains I worry most when they get very specific like of my, course yeah my right thigh often niggles a lot in a variety of right. ways what uh, on the top of your right thigh sort of thing yeah just uh, like above my knee to the right the, right uh, whatever that is um, but equally you know when I run hard I run up hills it hurts and particularly that mountain stuff the other day. Yeah. It kind of made it feel like I was strengthening it rather than hurting it. Here we go. Someone trying to get through. Yeah. Whoop. It's all right, mate. Right. We're just along by here. This Victoria is Park. Yeah. It's we do like the King Park, yeah. It's not even too hot, is it? It's gorgeous. No, it's lovely, yeah. It's really nice as well because I feel very uh, um, emotionally attached to Wimbledon. I'm a bit sad that it finished. I'm trying to work out what it is because you know I like it, but I'm not excited about any sport. Really, it doesn't really—it's not really my thing. Yeah. You know, and even women, I follow it and then miss a bunch of it. You know, and uh, and even when I'm following it because I'm not experienced with following the sport, it gets upsetting when you're watching it and you're into it and it doesn't go the, the way you want it to go. It, it felt a sort of—I mean, I love tennis. Yeah. It felt a slightly strange tournament this year. Yeah. People kept sort of getting injured. There wasn't many epic games. No. Like the final yesterday with Federer, who's obviously a completely different class and amazing. Yeah, and an incredible I mean, un- 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 Incredible shot selection and grace. He's just superb, isn't he? Yeah, always makes it look easy. But when you're one set down halfway through the second set and you're in tears... It's not good, is it's it? Not a good, you know, it's not a good day, don't you? Yeah, and everyone's going... Oh, he's injured, you know. But really, I think Chilich was crying because he knew he was going to lose. I think it's a combination, wasn't it? I think it was like, he might have been carrying an injury. He's losing. And when you're losing in games like that, it's like being in the middle of something that you don't understand. Yeah, yeah. You're just lost in everything you try. He, he betters. It's interesting. It's like, it's like experiencing chaos. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, it's very disorientating. Oh, yeah. look at this. Sorry. They blocked us out. Oh, There's what? some kind of steps here. We'll see what we can do. What? What? Surely, surely <laughs> worth a photo. Is it? They are apologised. Just keep running. See if you can break through it. Think parkour. Uh, jump, jump, jump. Not that way. Yeah, I don't think you can get through it. I don't think we can. Good effort, though. I don't think we can. Oh, so here it is. Across the road. Rob, here. Is there a map? Yeah. We've got to go right down. We've got to go right down to the. Come and have a look, because you'll yeah, understand. Yeah, well, good, because recently my map reading has been off the scale. Uh, no, but I won't be able. Ah, to, I, won't, I won't be able to understand. I just went through a uh, blooming. Oh yeah, I see. I've just been through a a uh, oh, stinging no. nettle there. Watch oh, out! No. That's really stung me. Oh, goodness. What? Oh, I blame 
the Canal and River Trust. Oh, look at that stinger. Look yeah. at that. Stuck up and got me. Aya. Aya. I need a dock leave. <laughs> so, yeah, constant, and I think it's interesting, the psychology of it, right? Because Roger Federer, he's clearly such a... So we go left here and then right, yeah. right again. Yeah. Um, clearly such a good guy. Should we, just, should we run just on the grass for a bit, just for a, yeah. just for a change? As long as we can get out of the end. Yeah, go yeah, on yeah, the yeah, yeah, we can. Um, uh, into Victoria Park. Thank you to the Canal and River Trust for making this possible. Look at that. It's so lovely here today. Um, Federer seems such, such a softy, yeah? He's got that easy way with his tennis. He's beautiful with his family. He's diffident in interviews and stuff. And yet, He's so to be the tennis player he yeah, is, yeah, yeah. you've got to be so strong. He's so and quick. everyone's talking all along about how, what a lovely guy Chilich is. And obviously, he was injured. He had a tough day yesterday. Yeah. But I also I just wonder if he could ever be as brutal as a Djokovic or a Federer or a Murray or a Williams sister would be. You know? Well, yeah, I mean... Federer gave him no mercy at all. No, no. He just you, you, and you won't expect, you won't expect any at that no, level. You'd, you'd, you'd but he's still, he's, he's so clinical, Federer. Yeah. He's ruthless. He thought, I think Amazing. he thought the nicest thing he could do for him would be to Finish him, him off quickly, quickly. Yeah. yeah. So. I also thought that. <laughs> quite a tough scenario. Oh, mama. My foot hurts. <laughs> I'm getting beaten oh, up. I'm really getting beaten crying. up. It was and awful. He, looked, he didn't want to be. He looked at him. He didn't want to be crying, you know. No, of course. He's on the telly. Yeah. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Millions of people. I mean, Becker's there saying, this is so hard, there's no hiding place on centre court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, You're, he really gave it. I'm a bankrupt and there's no hiding place for me. The only my hiding place <laughs> is in the cloakroom at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My entire fee goes to my various debtors. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it was it's, it's it's tennis is a really tough sport like that because it is it's just brutal combat isn't it can we get we can't get in there can no we get in that's there? the wrong canal Paul is it we want to be over there all right that's a good one we, we would have ended up really that's lost what they then. wanted you to think so because, because it's sort of it's such an individual thing you can't blame anyone but yourself, you know, no, it's just you. Right. And equally, because he was blowing out so badly. Uh, we can't go across here. I'm going to risk this. Um, so, uh, look, we're in another park. No one even knows what park it is. We've found an unknown little pocket. But the women's final followed a faintly similar pattern, which, yeah. which I didn't see. It's a close first set. And then well, that's what I was going to say. Is I think the difference there was it felt like... Jelic kept trying to come back and play hard. He didn't have it, so it didn't make much difference. But he wanted it, you know. Yes. And I heard the first set of the women's final. And then I didn't. I was doing a gig during the second set. And then I heard Venus's. It looked like she just backed in, didn't it? I think she thought, I'm losing this, so I can't be bothered to play it. Which, yeah. in turn, is it's not right. It's outrageous. It. It's outrageous. You've yeah. got to give it a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't see it. I don't know. But that's what but it that's felt what like. But that's what we've... Reports, yeah, it's felt like if I can't win this set, I'm not going to win the game. Yeah, yeah. So let's just sack it and go home. Yeah. Which is That's poor for a final, isn't it? That's poor. Exactly. I mean, it's, a, it's a problem with Wimbledon anyway, even without this week of injuries and shenanigans. They're often the most dramatic 
game of the tournament is not the finalists. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, this tournament is Bull and the Dahl, isn't it? Yeah. It's always someone you haven't heard of beating some legend. Yeah. And over five sets. And then the effort ties them out so much to lose and they go out in the next round. Yeah. Um, that's why, I think that's why Macaroe Borg is famous, is because it was the final. Yeah. I also think that's why I love it. See, like I say, I don't really follow it, but we have this brilliant afternoon. Was that 81, 83? Yeah. And what with the, which one? The Macaroe Borg. <laughs> yeah, I think the 81 was bought was uh, McEnroe Connors. Yeah. Or maybe that was 82, I don't know. I don't know, I know you were gigging. Yeah, you were, um, you yeah I, was, uh, I was doing a double up with uh, the boat and Top Seeker at the time. Yeah, yeah. But um, like, we were in a, like a rubbish old car yeah. somewhere in the country. And uh, they found, mum and dad found somewhere on the top of the hills where we could get a radio signal. Start the car doors open, sat in the sunshine listening to the tennis. Nice. We were able to play hide and seek, play frisbee, ate a couple of meals, pretended we day. were just as interested, going, Yeah, we're going home soon. Yeah, just a bit longer. But it nice just day. planted yeah. that magical yes. idea of what summer should be forever. I remember when. I remember. Let me tell you. I remember when Virginia Wade won the final in 1977. Because we had the afternoon off school to watch it. Right. The teacher led it. The teacher said, we're not going to, we're just going to watch tennis now. Yeah. Because she was crazy about tennis. Yeah. It's a great thing about the state system. Yeah. Towards the end of, towards summer, it seems that kids spend most of the time just watching telly. Yeah. Is that the great thing about it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of the great it's things one, about it. It's one of the things about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. yeah. The <laughs> teachers don't come in and everyone just watches telly. Well, I think the way they talk about how hard they work them. Which is definitely true. Yeah. But, you know, it's true that certainly, well, my children's primary school is, you know, is rubbish. We've complained about them to the learning trust. That's how another story. Right. But they do seem to kind of be planning for the end of term. Uh, Halfway through the term. a variety of sports, sporting yes. events and end of term shows and nothing else yeah. for about six weeks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you want to kind of pop in and say, you know what we should look into at this stage? No, a little bit of maths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got any humanities? But we're rehearsing. You want to spend half an hour on? We're watching videos. It's another sports day. Yeah. Has your, uh, has your daughter hosted the event yet? She was uh, the host yeah, she was the host of uh, How did that this go? cabaret on Friday. Oh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I wish I'd been there. It was good. It was good. We, you, you, could you, you couldn't make it because oh, of this gig. <laughs> of course. I've never seen them do their shows, That's which tough. is both terrible as a dad. And it's a very fussy watcher of shows. Probably for the best. Relief. Yeah. I always love to see their work. But I'm still quite a hard taskmaster. Yeah. And as for everyone else. You could have paced that better. Oh, yeah. I like the opening, but it's a bit I'm flabby. Not, yeah. I believe this. Maybe I'm letting my own meanness off. But I don't think any audience member really enjoys watching stuff that isn't any good. Yeah. It's just faking it. You know? I think there's a certain... I don't think charity exists when, you're, when you subsume yourself to, to watching a show. I think there's a leeway for people watching their own kids uh, to, toward, up to a certain age. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I remember seeing kids, Bonnie and her mates, when, you know, literally when they're about f you know, five or six or whatever, yeah, yeah. coming on stage and being rubbish and it being the most charming thing you could ever see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once you get to... You know, 11, 12, you want a bit of quality. Yeah, and also just to be um, really sort of meh about it. It's only put time and money into it. They go to, I mean, one of the loads of little fishes. They see fish in the canal. Fish, 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 fish. Um, 
you know, when they spend weeks and weeks going to a drama club. And right. it's not about acting and auditions. It's about increasing their sense of fun and interpersonal relationship skills. Right, yeah. That's all well and good. But when you go to the end of term show and the teacher is just telling them where to go yeah. and what to say. That's not good enough. I mean, yeah. What did you do for the other ten weeks? <laughs> <laughs> we played. Ultimately, you just want to say... Learn your blooming lines. Start it out, yeah. Learning your lines, that's not too much. But I think there is a bit of a... It's very hard once kids start to get into um, uh, arty stuff um, to find the right amount of uh, education for them outside school. Because either, if you try really hard, yeah, you can find a kind of mayor clinic-ish, yeah. you know, um, abuse model. Right. Where, where the kids are bullied into performing like they would have been 150 years ago. And then you, the rest of them are all just really nice. We're not really worried about outcomes. Just about having a good time. So I want one where you teach them their moves and their lines. It's but don't make them cry. Oh, it's That's funny the I'm sort after. of uh, the street dance model. Because that's inherently... That's inherently competitive. Right. Because they... Because they have, you know, because, I mean, it's encoded in the, in the language around it. Battles, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, they have solo, solo freestyle battles where they battle each other to see who's got the funkiest moves. So, yeah. so they want to learn the moves to compete. Do they use compete. the word funkiest, though? Occasionally they'll use the word funky. But they're also really in it together. It's, it manages, there's something about it, it manages to be both. It's like sports. Ex- extremely competitive, but also extremely nurturing, you know. It's a bit like the tennis, really. More fussing coots. I think it's just that kind of shared scene thing, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. it's like a lifestyle thing. But, but And it also tends to be run by and, and frequented by kids who are used to things being a bit tougher. Yeah, so yeah. they're not quite as... They're okay if someone does shout at them occasionally. Kind of street vibe. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the middle classness of the, of the kind of artsy end of things, you are, there's always going to be some children there whose parents said... I never want them to hear the word no. Yeah. <laughs> How's that going to work? <laughs> yeah. Everything they do is equally valid. <laughs> Which is nice for a while, isn't it? Let's face it. No. I don't like it. We need standards. How are they going to learn? <laughs> what is quality and what isn't quality? When he grows up, you want him to spout hate on the internet yeah. without feeling like... Yeah. He has to stop. There's no judgment. There's no judgment. Well, I got involved in a bit of a... Not a row, but... Oh, oh, oh a, chat, a chat about Ooh. the film. I think... I don't know whether we've talked about it. Baby Driver. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Right. We talked about it. Yeah, but I got... Maybe not on here. Yeah, I got a bit of a... Just didn't particularly think it was very good. Yeah. But massively hyped. Yeah. Massive. But listen... Make your own mind up. Have a look. Have a look. But what was the row? It was just about whether it was any good or not and whether it's even right to say it's no good. Look look at this, right? Mid-July. But some of these berries are black. Which I means... I tell you, Wimbledon's over and autumn's coming. Really? Yeah, we should come Is back that what it means? Blackberrying, that's an autumn pursuit. <laughs> it's an autumn pursuit. Like marathons and cross-country. Yeah. And Game of Thrones. Autumn is coming, winter is coming. I haven't seen it. Which I still haven't seen. No. So this, so this is a, a pure sort of out and back run, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I can't remember it now. We get to Limehouse Basin. 
underneath a big bridge that the London Marathon goes over. Right. Without us realising. And uh, when we're doing it. And then let's go. Do, 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 do. I had a uh, um, 633 squadron on the radio this morning. You know what that is? I don't know what, what that I is. I had to go for a little fly around the garden. That's really what these kids need. And uh, people training for their runs who are younger than us. Yeah. They need some World War Two. Yes. Um, music. Well, film music. Now look here. Better national service. <laughs> My daughter stepped in immediately. I started flying around the garden to the music on the radio. <laughs> Turned it up and went flying around, and she just suddenly appeared in the doorway. Here he comes. Look at him. Up against the clouds. <laughs> Great. I can hear something. There's something straight out there, some kind of festival. It's both day to ideal. See, back when I used to do theatre and education. Yes. T.I.E. T.I.E. On manoeuvres. I.E. Here it comes, doing education at schools. Funny enough, a medium of theatre. Um, that reminds me of first time, the first time I did a driver awareness training course. That's a bit of a giveaway the way I phrased that, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> One of many. The guy running the thing. With all the other comics. Was kind of old and military. And I thought that was so carefully judged to get around the kind of people who've been on a driver awareness course. Yeah. I kind of half expected it him to reach up at the end and pull his mask off and to be a <laughs> 22 year old w- woman who just come out of drama school you know? they are very weird. I decided to be a military older gentleman which commands a lot more respect they're very weird the people who host speed awareness courses aren't they yes it's a weird subset it's and like a really bad episode of sort of Glen Gary Glen Ross or something <laughs> sort of, do you know what I mean hey, always always B, B, B C sl- slowing down slowing, sl- <laughs> slowing down <laughs> Um, yeah, and then they're weird, and the people who attend the workshops are blindingly obvious. Yeah. You know, the people who are really angry about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. just and angry the people to be there. really don't understand it, and the rest of the people who want those people to not make a fuss, so that all go, is over much quicker. <laughs> it's, uh, the people who host those things have got, the, the problem is with it, is they've got status, in an environment that no one wants to be in, which renders it as no status. Yes. Do you know? No one wants to be there. Yeah, yeah. So there's no status here anyway. <laughs> yeah, there used, to be, there used to be an element of that on the comedy circuit when I first started out. Which was? People who were kind of famous in the big clubs. Yeah. So they're right at the top of the heap in comedy, but the person in the street wouldn't know who they were that kind of thing yes yeah yeah yeah. i've got status but only in my little world and now it's the crowd who've got status yes on their phones so yeah tia right lots of interactive stuff used to get people in the audience to do things yeah and the thing is if you want to get someone in performance to do something you've got to be strict with them Right. You don't have to be harsh with them, you can be kind. There's a difference between saying to someone who you want to, you know, to, to do an impromptu join in, you know, like a volunteering audience member. There's a difference between saying, look you up, stand up. over there, and saying, All right. 
Sorry, um, mate. Let's go, let's go. Do you want to come and stand up here for a minute? Yes, yeah. You know, the latter yes. is primed to make that person look like a dickhead. Yeah. Whereas you stand over there, you're giving them the gift. Yeah. They have to do it, so it's not embarrassing. And that's what I mean about getting these kids to do stuff. Push them to do something without planting the seed of doubt that they can also not do not it. Not do if it, they yes. Want. Yeah, 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 you're right. It's not a generosity. You're right, yeah. It's not across, it's just go across this. Going across here. So we're down at the Salime House Basin. Right. And we're going to go just to the corner here and enjoy the sunshine. Should we do a bit of stretching? Do a bit, bit of halfway stretching. through stretching and then, and then run back. Yeah, when we were here in the, at the turn of the year, we talked about all the stretches. You, how much stretching do you do? Do you do any now? Probably about... Yeah, that's you and that boat and Canary Wharf. Probably about... 20, 25 minutes every year. <laughs> yeah, good. Just over so the... Just really over. staying on top of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, great. Sometimes I'm worried about being too flexible. It just feels like we're at the seaside now, doesn't this it? This is it's gorgeous, isn't it? Absolutely spectacular. A lovely excuse to just stop a minute. <laughs> didn't we run around here with Lisa? No, we didn't. No, Lisa we were down by the water, but that was further back towards... That was whopping. This is the Limehouse Basin. I've got water. Oh, look, there comes the... Uh, and this, uh, Where's this... Bridge that you run over. You run That's over this DLR. one. No, over there. See where the cars are. All right. Here comes the DLR going down to the XL. Don't want to go yet. It's a little bit early. Right, I haven't stretched. But should we run back? Can we just have a quick stretch? Yeah, Mike? good. Okay, I'm going to do a long leg like this. Just a quick one. So I'm leaning on a post. I've got one foot, two foot lengths back from the post, and the other foot, two foot lengths better than that. Hello, Steve speaking. Whilst Rob continues to get his leg over, Runcom invites you to join Paul and Rob for part two. To be published very soon. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah. 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 Yeah.